holiday season, the holiday season, whoopee-doo, and dippity-dipshit, and all these people don't shut the fuck up, and everyone thinks they're better than everyone else, and everybody's greedy as fuck. I hate this time of year, and before anybody is like, oh my god, and then like turns me off. I just don't enjoy Christmas. I think it's different when you're an adult and you're just kind of going through the motions. And I'm not really like watching kids in my family, in my immediate family, like open gifts. It's not anybody's first Christmas in my family. It's just different. Like I have some friends who have had babies and it's like so exciting and different for them. But for me, it's like I don't have like the childlike magic behind Christmas right now. And it's just all adults. So it's just kind of I'm getting you a gift. You're getting me a gift. And it's just ugh. everybody is, I don't know, just an asshole this time of year. And everyone's financially stressed out and doesn't know what to do. And people are just, I don't know. There's just. It's like fake to me. It's so fake. And I'm just like, I'm just not into it. I would prefer Halloween twice a year and Christmas none. Christmas has never seemed like a, I don't, I'm not a gift getting person. I think, I don't know. If you ask my parents when they ask what I want for Christmas or my birthday, my answer is always, I don't know. I don't need anything. I really don't need anything. My mom was like, well, what am I going to get you? And I was just like, I don't know. And so she has to be like, well, would you want this or would you want that? And I'm always like, I don't know. And she's like, okay, so do you want money towards like your acting classes? And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to spend money on acting classes anyway. So if she wants to chip in as a Christmas special, then by all means. But like, I don't need anything extra than what I have now if that makes sense. Like, I would love certain things in my life, but am I going to ask somebody else for them? No, I won't. Like, I just, it's just not my nature. Uh, And that doesn't make me better than anybody else. Like, I have friends who are more than happy to give their husband or boyfriend or girlfriend, like, a list of things they want and have no shame in it. And props to you. I wish I was like that. But I just get weird about receiving gifts and I would much rather get somebody a gift because I love to watch somebody's surprised face or joy because that makes me happy, honestly. Like that is my happiness and I've always just felt so awkward getting gifts. Um, I remember there was one Christmas in particular and my boyfriend at the time got me a laptop and it, back in the day like this laptop was like $800 and it was just oh my god I was crying I opened a laptop and cried in front of my whole family and in front of my boyfriend at the time and I just remember thinking I was just like not worthy of the gift like that and I just always felt I think think even as a child, like it was the concept of getting gifts for no reason, basically, was just so weird to me. Like, even for my birthday, I'm like, it's just, we all, if you really think about it, like we all get a birthday. And like, yes, it's beautiful to celebrate, but it's like, 
why do I need a gift for another year? Like, it just makes no sense to me, is what I'm trying to say. And like Christmas, okay, yeah, it's Jesus's birthday. I'm not very religious. And I'm sorry, Jesus, but like, it's your birthday. So as churchgoers, wouldn't you just give gifts to like people in need and like a weird sacrifice to Jesus? What would you sacrifice? Like Frosty the Snowman? I don't know. But... (laughs) I'm so sorry. I've been smoking. So I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. But yeah, I just, it's just a weird, weird concept to me. And rolling into our first, I don't know, like what we will call this, like manic and medicated Mondays, where we talk strictly about mental health. I should have said this in the beginning, but yeah, this episode is going to be strictly about mental health. In this episode, we're going to be talking about like clinical depression, seasonal depression, just a really generic form of depression, just to kind of dip our toes into the water. There's so many other mental health issues and situations, disorders, uh, crimes that I want to get into as we do this every week. On Wednesdays, like I've said in the previous episode, I really just want to talk about my own life specifically, what I'm up to, venting sessions, I'll have guests on. So it's just going to be two episodes a week because I just feel like that format's better. But yeah, so clinical depression is just, I don't know, it kind of fascinates me how uh, like normal it is now to talk about depression for the most part. I mean, there's definitely still a stigma on mental illness and disorders like as a whole, but I feel like depression is way more accepted and people can really, I don't know, like understand it a lot better than they could even like a couple years, five, 10 years ago. Like it's just so different how it's evolved and a lot more people have depression than don't. And that is also something I found interesting. But also 70% of people with mental illness report holidays make their, you know, condition a lot more worse because it's just like you have this financial aspect, you have the pressure to give and get gifts and there's all these time constraints and there's a million things to do and it's just, it never ends. And someone who suffers mentally, sometimes they need, their downtime to reset. We need time to like center ourselves when we're overstimulated. And it's just, it's a lot. The holidays is a lot for anyone. But putting in mental illness and all of that with it, it just explodes sometimes. And in that, it's like, it's like you don't even get to enjoy it sometimes. So that, that's kind of the downside is like, I feel like with the holidays, it's like, it, they're here and it's like I'm forced to be happy and it's this time of year to be so thankful. But it's like I just want it to be over. <laughs> it's, but like I'm not mad or sad. It's just like I'm just not into it. I feel like I'll be more into Christmas when maybe I have my own kids and it'll be more of a magical time. But right now it just feels very like, okay, it's just like another day. It's really not that big of a deal to me. It just I really wish it was. I really wish it was. And I had a really good childhood surrounding Christmas, especially because my parents really did 
go all out and I did feel that magic of Christmas we always like had sleepover nights in the living room we would watch Christmas movies it's one of my mom's favorite holidays so it's like I got a magical Christmas growing up but I think more as an adult now I don't really feel that because it's just different and I don't have my own kids to like compare it to so I don't know it's just I don't know maybe this is how people feel like when they're kids and it's Easter, is that kind of the same thing too? And then when you get older, it's like you don't really believe in all that stuff anymore. So it's kind of, uh, you're kind of, you just don't feel the magic again until you have your own kids. So I just, yeah, I'm just not into it. But symptoms for clinical depression most generally are like you're sad, you're anxious, you have an empty mood, maybe you have a loss of interest, you have appetite changes, your sleep pattern changes, uh, you're restless, irritable. It doesn't even matter how much sleep you get. You'll still get like a really bad decrease in energy. Uh, You'll have like these negative feelings of yourself, hateful self-talk, and it just... It feels heavy. It's just like a heavy feeling. You can't concentrate on anything. And if it's really bad extreme, you will get those thought, those suicidal thoughts, those thoughts of death. Obviously seek help immediately if that ever happens to you, especially during the holidays. But treatment for clinical depression is so interesting because we're all kind of like little science experiments. Like if I have depression and my friend has depression, we could present that so different. Like I could still be loud and manic and crazy and still to be depressed. And my other friend could be very quiet, kind of keep to themselves. And they're just as depressed, like both people, but completely different. And maybe I like talk therapy and my friend likes medication. So you just really never know. Medication for any mental illness, usually it takes an extended period of time. Uh, For my medications for depression, it usually takes like four to six weeks, but I swear to God, after three to four days, I feel my medication personally. I'm not saying it's like I'm healed and it's magic, but I'm saying like I start to feel the effects of it and it only gets better from there. So around the three or four day mark, like I personally start feeling my SSRI which is weird. And I've had people tell me like, oh, you're full of shit. But I'm like, I actually feel something. And it's not like a placebo thing. I don't even think about it. But I just get this sense of like, calm. It's like my brain keeps going, but then I start taking it. And after a few days, I'm just like, shh. Like everything is like so calm. And I still like have bad moments, but it's like a a toned down version of what it could have been. So I, what everyone's different. Everybody is different, but chemical imbalances, very different from like, I mean, seasonal depression could be chemically different for everybody. So I don't know if that's considered a chemical imbalance, but like Chemical imbalances are very common. It, it's like any other thing that could be an ailment to you. It's like you take a medicine, it helps you, and sometimes people have to take it for the rest of their lives, and it just balances them out. But personally, I love talk therapy. I think 
if you're going to be on medications and you do still find yourself struggling or you still kind of feel on edge, really try talk therapy because medicine is not magic on its own. Even talk therapy is not, you know, like the cure for everything because it all starts with you. Like you have to really put that work in. And talk therapy is great because it will help to really minimize this distorted view of yourself and it strengthens the bond with like you and other people and you with yourself. It's just a different weird vulnerable thing that happens in therapy and you might be like a little standoffish or you might have a little bit of a wallop or you might be like oh this is weird like I don't really want to talk to a stranger which is so weird to me because wouldn't you like rather talk to a stranger who has no preconceived motion notion of you has no idea who the fuck you are like you could possibly never see this person again wouldn't you rather tell this person who's a licensed professional that can help guide you to a better version of your life than talk to your friend who has absolutely no idea what you're going through yeah they can be a shoulder to cry on but like they can't help you like they can listen to you vent all you want but if they haven't been through it or they don't get it they're just basically an empty hole you're throwing something into like it's just it's so great to have support but like in how much of that is that gonna help you venting is one thing but if you want to see real answers and real growth as a person like you gotta like hit it head on you gotta be like all right we gotta dig deep a little bit my me and my therapist personally in my healing, I have basically been going backwards through my life. So we talked about like my adult struggles. We talked about my, um, I don't know, like early 20s struggles. We talked about my teenage struggles. We talked about my childhood struggles. So it's like we were going kind of backwards, like unintentionally. And in each stage that we go through and talk through and heal from for me, I find myself just getting angry before I can get peace. And sometimes you have to talk about the hard stuff before you can get to the easy stuff. Um, and I'm at this place in my life now where where I can talk to my therapist and it's just like, there is no secrets. There's literally, because what is the point? She doesn't judge me and I just tell her like it is and I tell her when I fuck up or feel like I fucked up and then she tells me like, you know, like your feelings are valid, but like you need to stop being so hard on yourself. And it's just great to have somebody that's on my side that sees what I'm doing and calls me out on my shit and doesn't make me feel like I'm crazy. So I just think uh, talk therapy to me is just going to be always something that I think God or whoever the fucking higher power is every day for because it's it's honestly saved my life. So as I've been going through the research for this, I also saw something about uh it's called electroconvulsive therapy ECT for short 
when you're not responding to medicine, this is usually a treatment that is done for somebody who is experiencing like very deep depression. Um, they put the patient under general anesthesia and they pretty much zap your brain with electric currents and that then triggers a seizure. And studies have shown it improves brain chemistry. So people who suffer from like chemical imbalances, it kind of zaps their brain so they're configured correctly. Um, It's said to improve severe depression, psychosis. Psychosis is like when you basically lose contact with reality. You're very detached. You're very... um, believing in delusions and you could even hallucinate things and you believe like legit lies because in your brain you think that's what's actually happening and it seems like a lot of serial killers or people who murder or attempt to murder usually have psychosis which and then makes me think like if, if these people didn't have psychosis would they still have murdered it's so crazy and it's another thing i would love to get into and talk to you guys about maybe in a crime episode um But I thought talking about generally what depression was and then kind of putting that in would be really interesting. So yeah, it's definitely something I want to look into. But also the ECT is really good for treatment resistant depression. So that's like if you're taking a medication and it literally doesn't do anything for you. Like say I was like severely depressed and I've been taking medication, they're saying that this treatment would help. Uh, It also helps with severe mania. So that's like intense euphoria, agitation, hyperactivity. That's usually linked with bipolar disorder. So your highs are very high and your lows are very low. Um, Catatonia, I believe I'm saying that right. If I'm not, don't fucking shoot me in the head. It's that's lack of movement or fast or strange movement, uh, maybe minimal talking, over-talking, that's associated with schizophrenia as well. So, oh, and it's also, ECT is also said to help people who have dementia. It's to help, like, their behaviors because usually those people, their brain is getting attacked when you have dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that. And this is supposed to help with, like, that aggressive, agitated feeling that these people get because they're confused and they don't probably know what's going on and it's supposed to help their brain but I don't know I think that that's really interesting but I'm also not a doctor so I don't know if that actually works but I'm sure that a very small percentage of people with depression have to do that because that seems very severe but I wonder how many people are diagnosed with psychosis and the percentage of those people become serial killers. That's what I want to know. That is, yes, that is something we need to look up. But yeah, I want to do a whole episode like on psychosis and I want to talk about like crime and I want to get all into that. So the treatment for generalized depression usually, obviously, get help. Ask for help. Uh, definitely set realistic goals. Stop doing this thing to yourself where you're like, I'm going to clean the whole house today. My own mom does that and that stresses me the fuck out because I was like, oh my God, like that's what everybody does. Uh, wrong. No, no, not everybody does that. I can't do that. Some people can do that. 
I cannot do that. So now I'm like, okay, this day is the day that I usually sweep, vacuum, do all that in my apartment. This is the day that I mop. This is the day I clean the bathroom. This is the day I clean my living room. Every day in the morning, I need to be doing my dishes. Every day I need to be making my bed. So it's just like you need to be setting small goals for yourself. Like I am so ADHD. I could never in my life be like, I need to clean my whole entire apartment today because guess what? It's not going to get done. I have been staring at my messy ass room for like the last two weeks and cannot for the life of me figure out how to get enough motivation to clean this room. But the rest of my apartment's clean. So you know what I I say to myself? Nice pat on the back. The glass is half full. Whatever. I don't fucking care. So just start breaking up those large tasks into smaller tasks. And that will definitely ease a little bit of your depression, especially if it's seasonal depression. Um, Start confiding in friends or family you trust. My biggest thing is if you're going to people who give you the face or they judge you when you come, you start telling them something, first of all, why the fuck are you guys friends? And second of all, fuck that person. Fuck that person. They suck. You're better than them. Uh, positive body movement. Yes. I'm not saying work out when you're depressed. I'm saying positive body movement. Stop sitting on the couch so much. Stop laying down so much. This is coming from like the biggest sloth you've ever met in your entire life. Because when I do that, when I'm slothing around, laying around on my couch, acting like I don't give a fuck, guess what? I do give a fuck. And I'm sad. And if I moved my body more, I would be happier. So get out there and start moving in any form, any way. Could be a walk, could be a run, could be a sport, anything. Just do it. But you also need to know that this will not improve your mood overnight. Like, All these little changes add up to big changes, but you need to stop putting so much pressure on yourself and saying like, if I do this, I'll be happy. It's like, no, like you need a lifestyle change. You don't need an overnight change. You need a lifestyle change. And that starts with you and ends with you. I still struggle with this shit because I'll be like, oh my God, like if I just did this, it would make me feel better. And as soon as I do it, it does. But it's just that motivation to actually go do it. You need to just rip the bandaid off and be like, shut the fuck up. Uh, Look in the mirror and talk to yourself and be like, you know what? You shut the fuck up today. I know you're anxious. I know you're depressed, but you're going to do this because we deserve this. And also, guys, I'm, side note, staring at my TV and on YouTube, I put in fireplace. So I'm watching the fi- this fireplace cracking on my TV and I put it on mute so you guys didn't have to listen to it. And the logs in the fire look like Four iguanas just on fire. Iguanas. 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 I don't know how you pronounce it. But yeah, that's all I can see. That's all I can see. I'm talking to you guys and I'm like, why am I watching these animals burn? And I'm so high and just realized those are logs. Wow. All right. Let's go back to... All right, let's go back to depression. Am I depressed? Okay. Be patient with yourself and let people help you. That's all I have to say. Let people help you and be patient with yourself. I have probably been depressed 
more times than not in my life. And every time I fall on my ass, I'm like, I'm just going to get back up. It's fine. And the space in between my depression just keeps of having actual joy has been getting longer and longer and longer. So the next time I feel like I'm getting depressed or I feel that darkness, I'm like, this is temporary. And the next time I feel joy again, it's going to be better than it was the last time. I used to think, oh my God, I'm happy. Now I'm scared of being happy. I don't feel that way anymore. Now it's more of, wow, like I'm kind of depressed, but I'm knowing in my gut that this is temporary and it's going to be so much better next time. And that is how you change that negative into a positive. So I just want you guys to know, I know this holiday season is stressful. You don't want to see certain family and you feel obligated. You feel financially strapped because you feel like you have to get the best of the best for people. And instead of saying, hey, guys, I'm not doing gifts this year because I just financially can't do it, you want to smile and keep swiping your credit card. Stop doing that to yourself. That's so unfair. And if you have people in your life, I just want to tell you this right now, that aren't with you when you have nothing when you have nothing to give them and they're mad by that, I need you to strongly like reevaluate those people in your life because you don't need anybody in your life who requires you to monetarily tell you or show you what it means to be your friend. Like just be my friend or my family member for that matter because I know there's family out there that would get... There are people who will get mad if you like don't show up to a party or you maybe you, you're not doing gifts or whatever the case may be. Whatever the case may be. Fuck them. All right? And I hope you guys are having a great December. It's the beginning of the holiday season. And while I might not enjoy Christmas as a whole, I'm going to look at the glass half full. And I'm just happy that I get to see another Christmas. So, all right. I'll see you on Wednesday. Until next time. <laughs>